You don't love her, you love yourself. You're attracted to her. It's the physical gashmis, taivas. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Shalom Avracha. In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Kitaitza, we know is packed with all kinds of different mitzvahs. I want to specifically zoom into the mitzvah of Ben Soyo Moire, which we know is a rebellious kid, that the clear demarcation and definition of such a kid is someone that has a certain amount of wine and meat, Zolel Besove. And the question is, as the Gemara poses the question itself, what just because he had meat and wine, that is not deserving of the death penalty. So why is he supposed to get the death penalty? And the Gemara answers because the Torah went down to his mind and it realizes that at the end of the day, if you extrapolate the situation, he's going to end up doing things that are way worse, that are well deserving of the death penalty. He's going to take away money from his father to be able to get more meat and wine and eventually can lead to very severe sins. And hence, it's even in his benefit that it'll be taken away early in his lifetime. And the question that is being asked, why is that different from the whole episode of Ishmael? Ishmael is Avam and Hagar's son. And when Avam Avinu kicked out Hagar from the house because he was worried of the effect of her son, Ishmael, on his other son, Yitzchak Avinu. So it looked like he was about to die of thirst. And then HaKadosh Buhu saved him. And he performed a miracle that there'll be a, a well of water. And the angels asked the Kadosh Baruch why are you doing this? Ishmael's sons later on down the generations are going to kill so many people in Bnei Israel. Why are you saving him? And the Kadosh Baruch answers because the way I deal with people is I'm not going to give them a punishment and let him die of thirst just because of the future. The way I judge people is Ba'asher Usham depending on where he's holding right now. He didn't do right now anything that is well deserving of the death penalty, and hence, he's not going to be killed. And by the way, open brackets, this Yesoid is fundamental. We spoke about it around four years ago, preparing for Rosh Hashanah. A person cannot let the Yetzirah get the best of him and says what and say to himself, what's the point of me trying to change? HaKadosh Buch already knows how many sins I did, and he also knows I'm probably going to continue doing them. And that is a Yetzirah thing to do because a person can say, no, I in my heart and I really want to make a change and I am planning on making a change. And if a Kaddish Buhu truly sees in your heart that you're making a change, and even more so, if you act in this Helege Chodesh, Chodesh Elul, leading up to Rosh Hashanah, and you're showing Kaddish Buhu, you're actually putting your new frame of mind into action, into fruition, that is how Hashem judges us. Ba'asher Husham. Close bracket. So the main question that we want to deal with is, what's going on over here? How come, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Mahalach in judging us is Ba'asher Husham, based on where we're holding right now, why is this Ben Soro Moire child well-deserving of the death penalty? Right now, right now, okay, he ate a bit of meat and wine, and he's into the luxuries of this world, but that's not well-deserving the death penalty, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't judge us in such a fashion. So Abraham Shemulevitz in Sichos Musa explains based on the Ibn Ezra. The Ibn Ezra says that the essence of this Ben Soro Moire, he's like an Apikores. 
Why? Because the only thing he's striving for is pleasures in this world. That's all he cares about. He even suggests that perhaps he doesn't even believe in the world to come. All he cares about, and that's the way he's acting, already now, he's a young kid, and already now, all he does is indulge in physical pleasures. A person that does such a thing, already you see that right now, he's revealing to us his whole essence. His whole essence is just enjoying this world. He has it totally wrong. It almost That's why he's called an Apicolist, based on this Ibn Ezra. He doesn't believe in anything. He's only here truly for the pleasures of life. A person that's only here for the pleasures of life, it's already right now he's doing actions that prove that his essence is just physical pleasures, nothing to do with Yiddishkeit, nothing to do with spirituality. And already now, it's not in the future. Already now, he's voting with his footsteps, with his actions. I am this type of Yid, unfortunately. I am a type of person that all I care about is pleasures in this world. So already now, he's revealing to us the essence of what he is all about. And that is deserving the death penalty, because you're totally missing the boat of why Hashem put you here. As the Mesil Sishang says, you're moyal. You're doing me'ila. You're using this world for the wrong purpose. Hashem didn't put you here. So hence, you're not well deserving of being put here. Now to connect that to the Gemara, you're extrapolating your behavior will eventually for sure lead to all the bad things you're not allowed to do because you don't care about what you're allowed to do or not. You'll kill anyone to get more money, to buy more meat and wine because all you want to do is indulge in the physical pleasures of this world. Masha'inken by Ishmael, it wasn't like that at all. Later on, future generations, they're going to do an act. But right now, Ishmael didn't deserve the death penalty. In fact, he didn't even do any action that reveals where he's holding and that he deserves right now the death penalty. If you're a Madaik in the Ramban, he says a similar thing. He says it's not really the extrapolation of what's going to happen later on. Already now, he proves to you he's a type of Yid that doesn't know the ways of Hashem, i.e. he is not living the way HaKadosh Buchu expects him to live. His whole frame of mind is corrupt. This actually fits very nicely what Rashi says at the beginning of the Parsha. The Parsha has three different parshas back to back to back. The first one is the parsha of Ishai Fas Toya, that even though she's not Jewish, but if you find her very appealing, the Chashaktaba, and you really want her to be your wife, then you have to do all kinds of rules that the Torah tells you to do, and then you can marry her. The next parsha talks about that if you're going to hate her, you still can't treat her worse than your other wife. And the third parsha is our parsha Ben Sohamore, which is a rebellious kid. Rashi brings down the Midrash and explains that they're correlated. Why? Because although you're permitted to marry this woman that you find in war, that you find very attractive, but at the end of the day, if you do that, the Torah really talked to your Yetzirah, evil inclination, and it wanted to give you the possibility to marry her. But you should know that if you end up marrying her, you're going to end up hating her. That's the next Parsha. And if you end up hating her, and you're going to end up hate hating her, and eventually, you're also going to have a kid from her that's a rebellious kid, this Ben Soromer that we're talking about. So, Reb Chaim Shmulevitz asked, I don't understand. You just said he really wants to marry this one. So that kind of means that you love her. So why would you get to a point where you hate her? And the answer is very simple. It's the same idea. You don't love her. You love yourself. You're attracted to her. It's the physical gashmi taivas. 
You're craving to be with her. But at the end of the day, as we know, that's a havashitluya badavar. It's it's a type of love that's only dependent on physical pleasures. And hence, once that expires, then it's game over. And you're gonna eventually end up hating her. With that, we also explain how that yields to have a rebellious kid. Because already the father had a root that was corrupt, a root that only cared about was physical pleasures. So when you have a root that has a corruptness of how you live life and everything's drawn and you're running after physical pleasures, which was not the reason we were put in this world, that eventually will bring up a tree, that root, that shorish will bring up a tree that's way more corrupt and his whole way of life will be one that he's pulled to Gashmias, to Taivas, and the ripple effect is to have a whole a child that's a, a Ben Soir a rebellious kid. I think this is very relevant to the days that we are right now approaching, right before Rosh Hashanah, this Chodesh of Elul, a time that we have to reflect how we live life. As a good friend of mine, one of my Chavrusas, Baruch Shechter, spoke not so long ago, on Tisha B'Av, he spoke in our shul, and he said that if a person was driving on the street and suddenly falls asleep on the wheel, and as he gets drawn off the road, suddenly those bumps that are on the side of the road wake him up, and he goes, he goes crazy. He says, who is this Meshugan that, that, that created these bumps? We all know he's a fool because these bumps just saved his life. HaKadosh Buhu makes sure that during the course of the year, we have such bumps that wake us up and make us recalibrate and realize what life is all about. Are we living life the way we should? Or do we have to make a major change in our frame, in our set of mind? That is exactly what Chodesh El and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is all about. It's also Tisha B'Av and it's some other times during the year. But HaKadosh Buhu does chesed with us to have these milestones during the year. This is a time that we have to recalibrate and make sure are we heading in the right direction. The Ben Soyomori was not heading in the right direction. In order to be able to live life appropriately, first of all, you have to have in the mind, the mindset of realizing what life is all about. Not living life like some people unfortunately do, that the mitzvahs get in the way. Yes, we do the mitzvahs, but you view them as obstacles and not as what life is all about. Rather, you have to run after and chase after the mitzvahs. Realize that this is life. This is what's giving you life. As the Mesilas Yishayim says numerous times, we're here to do the mitzvahs. That's why we were put into this world. Not long ago, in a, in a certain setting, I heard a person speak. And he spoke very nicely, but there was one thing that he said that really bothered me. And he said, and yes, life, you're very busy and this and that. And in between, when you have free time, then you learn and you do mitzvahs. I didn't like that. I didn't like the way it was put. I don't know if he meant to say it or not, but that is what he said. And I think, afuch, life should be running after Torah and mitzvahs and chesed all the time. In between, you have no choice. You have to work. Working is a curse. You have to sweat in order to be able to earn money to be able to eat. Okay, Hashem created a reality in, in, in the world that will enjoy our work, and it's important to enjoy your work. But at the end of the day, we can't view work as an end. It's just a means, and we have to do it. But really, what life is all about is about doing mitzvahs and tira 
And the other stuff, I don't know if to call it obstacles, but that's something that we do on the side in order to be able to live our life. A life of bringing up children, which is the biggest test that we can do, that also live a life in the way we should be living life. Teira, mitzvahs, and chesed. Rosh Hashanah, Elul, this is a time we have to recalibrate. But as we all know, not only in our mind we have to have this mindset, but if we have to work on it and see where are we holding, because it could be you already have this mindset, but we have to bring it into actuality, the sphere of Malchus, bring it down to practicality. It should be in our hearts also that it's already our second nature to live life in such a fashion. With this idea, we can maybe give another answer to the famous question, why does Rosh Hashanah come before Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is a day of atonement, HaKadosh Baruch Hu forgives us. Wouldn't it make sense to have a clean slate and then go into the judgment day to the day of Rosh Hashanah? Many answers to this question, but based on what we're saying, it makes a lot of sense. You can't talk about every specific Avera and ask for Mechila and for forgiveness from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. First, you have to make sure HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees in you that you made a change in your set of mind. Your frame of mind has to be different. This is the way I want to live life. This is what's in my heart. I, re- I realize HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the king, and that's the theme of Rosh Hashanah. And hence, I want to live the way the king wants me to live. I want to realize that the purpose of this world is like a Gadish tells us to live life in a spiritual way, to elevate the physical, to run after mitzvahs and Torah and chesed, everything else I might need to do, but it's a means to an end. What's the end? The end is to do mitzvahs, learn Torah and do chesed. I would just like to end with this small idea. You can agree with it or not agree with it, but I want to share with you that this past Shabbos, we had a, we had a bar mitzvah and we had a family getaway and everyone that was there said how much they enjoyed it and i'm not saying this for any other reason but that's just to share with you this idea i think that the reason they all said that including myself is only because everyone prepared an idea to share with everyone everyone took turns we had three people speaking at every meal and that content which was total spiritual content it bonded us together. It elevated the whole Shabbos table. It elevated and bonded the family. And hence, several people mentioned this idea that they'll never ever forget this Shabbos as long as they live. Why is that? Because the things that remain with us is not the physical pleasures. That might give us pleasure, but it expires very, very fast. And hence, people that are always running after pleasures Physical pleasures, they'll always try to find a different physical pleasure. Just like it says, They do something a certain way, then they want to do another way, and another flavor, another flavor. But a person that gets satiated from spiritual pleasure, that will be everlasting. And perhaps that's another proof to why HaKadosh Baruch created this world. This world was meant for us to run after Torah and mitzvahs, Chesed, things that give us spiritual pleasures. Iratzon, that we'll all be will all be able to upgrade our frame of mind to be more to the side that screams out, I'm here for mitzvahs. I'm here from Torah. I'm here for Chesed. Veimzeh will be zoiche to a year of Aksiva Bechasima Toiva. A year of Shefa Prochovatzlocho Becholainyon. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismoftorah.com, 
where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past Tivritera. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.